0: You know what they call a, a quarter pounder with cheese uh, in Paris? What do they call
1: it? They call it a royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Hello, dear, dear listeners. As I pull a cable off of the desk that may or may not make noise... And botched this intro completely.
0: Is it a load-bearing cable?
1: Uh, No, it was more of just a standard tangled-in-the-way cable.
0: Mm. It bears the weight of the pressure of this intro, though.
1: <laughs> well, now. <laughs> anyway, cable aside, cable management aside, I mean, that's a topic for another day. Mm-hmm. How do you manage your cables? Are mm-hmm. you, like, loosey-goosey back there?
0: Are you a cable guy?
1: Oh. Like, unliked, a, like a Larry? Yeah, like mm. a, the
0: unliked Ben Stiller-directed film?
1: Ben Stiller-directed Larry the Cable Guy?
0: Oh, my God. What am I thinking of? I'm, no, I'm thinking of The Cable Guy. With oh, Jim The Carrey. Cable
1: Guy. Yeah. I thought you were thinking of Larry, The Cable Guy.
0: Like the redneck guy. Yeah, with the, the
1: redneck comedy tour. Jeff Foxworthy, yeah. bud. No. Yeah. Okay, you were thinking of The Cable Guy with Jim Carrey and Matthew Broderick. Yes. I've actually never seen it. always heard it was kind of an underrated dark comedy. Oh,
0: I've always heard it was bad.
1: I think maybe that's what I heard first, too. And then I think maybe it was kind of like critically reevaluated later on. Mm. Sort of like a... David Lynch's Fire Walk With Me, but for kind of like middling 90s comedies.
0: Okay. I think that's giving it a lot of credit.
1: Mm. Well, I do like David Lynch. And I do like Ben Stiller. So maybe this is a Cable Guy podcast now. I guess so. Anyway, friends, welcome back to Battle Royale with Cheese, Vancouver's best question mark food podcast exclamation mark exclamation mark (laughs) sorry this is a podcast about exclaiming we're in our exclamatory era yes yes (laughs) oh man you should have heard our well stay tuned to the end if if you haven't heard yet we always like kind of append our little microphone test to the very end of the show and i think you'll hear some powerful exclamations (laughs) anyway i'm one of your hosts brian and joining me as always is jill A soft, sultry Jill.
0: Yeah. You thought I was going to exclaim really loud. And then I uh, let you down.
1: Well, not only do you keep me on my toes, which I love and appreciate, but I think that you know that it's important to deploy the exclaiming when it's maximum impact. If you just shout when I expect you to, where's the impact? Nowhere. Nowhere. Not here.
0: Well, all my vocal cords. I could fray them.
1: Yeah. You're I mean, a lot of people don't know this about you. But much like Celine Dion or Divas of Her Ilk, you don't Mm. talk the day you're recording Mm -mm. until it's showtime. Mm -mm. It makes for some very awkward greetings when I let you into my apartment. A lot of eye communication.
0: Yeah. If you're lucky. (laughs) Well,
1: the sunglasses make it hard. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) The visor sunglasses. Yes. Uh, Also like Celine Dion, I grew up in a cabin with 11 siblings in the middle of nowhere in Montreal.
1: Uh, is this is this what you learned watching Aline? Aline, yes. Aline to you. <laughs> Do you want to tell the people about Aline?
0: Um, all I'll say is you should watch it. If you're ever on an Air Canada flight, I highly recommend. Or just give it a quick jujal. Uh, pull up watch series dot whatever they're at now. They mm-hmm. dodge it every once in a while. I think it's dot Io right now.
1: Watch series dot oh, I see. Well, we should, you know, we're not advertising this. We're just commenting on the fact that it exists. I
0: am advertising Aline. The cinematic masterpiece, Aline.
1: Yes, which you sold to me as though the Thirty Rock Jackie Jorp Jump yes. bit made real.
0: They couldn't get the rights to the name, so Dennis <laughs> Joplin became Jackie Jorp Jump. Right with the titular song, "Chunk of My Love."
1: Yes. <laughs> what you know, you got it when it makes you sweet food. Is yes. that how the song goes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. God, love Jackie Jorp Jump. Anyway, this is a food podcast. Is it? Um, nominally, but let's continue to talk about food and then we can come back to Eileen and Jackie Jomp later.
0: And maybe some more cable talk.
1: Oh, I think <laughs> I think our listeners would like it.
0: Wouldn't want to get our wires crossed.
1: <laughs> Oh, Jill. And are you a, like a coaxial person or auxiliary? Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> you know, we've all moved on to component and better from now, uh, you know, and of course, like the less set at HDMI, the better. But mm-hmm. we can just talk cables all day.
0: Yeah. What are the uh, the, the tri color ones that you plug your Super Nintendo in with?
1: Oh, the red, yellow, white. Yeah, that was composite.
0: Cool. Just kidding! Red, it's not.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> Let's talk I, about food. No, I can <laughs> go deeper on this, and then past composite. They, if you want to think of it like a tier system, it was composite. Then there was S video, which is just a single black cable, a single black outlet.
0: Is it called a tier system because you cry so hard when you can't get the audio to work correctly on newfangled TVs yes. with your old ass cables? <laughs> exactly
1: right. Exactly Male right. parts
0: and the female parts don't add up.
1: Yes, exactly. And uh Jill Canty story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's going to be crying over here. Uh, Tear system. <laughs> there are tears in your eyes. <laughs> yes. It's a tiered system, Brian. Oh, well... Way to bring it back to the tears. Uh, okay. Enough about S video. I mean, it is followed by component, which was like the first HD quality. Mm -hmm. That's the one with the red, blue, green. And you still had two separate ones for audio as well. You lost me. Yeah, I know. And then of course we could get into the VGA of it all, but we don't have to,
0: I don't think we should.
1: I don't, I let's move on. Okay. (laughs) Um, so we're a food podcast,
0: I think so. Question mark! Mm-hmm.
1: Exclamation mark! A
0: cable curious food <laughs> podcast.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, dear listeners, we—I think it's always been the subtext of our show. But if you have thoughts about your favorite kind of video delivery cables, <laughs> write in. We'd love to hear more. Uh, no do other. you? Do you like me? Sell TVs at Best Buy and have this (laughs) information rattling around in your skull.
0: You do look excellent in a royal blue polo.
1: God, you should have seen me in the piss yellow one when I started, when they had me doing like greeter slash loss prevention when I first started there.
0: They had, you had to wear yellow?
1: Yeah, this was before. I don't know why. I guess they were like, no, you're Best Buy security squad and all the people at the front for a brief time had to wear yellow. Mm. I don't know why. Then eventually that was dropped.
0: Oh, Um, was Best Buy best job? It was not. Hmm. That's unsurprising.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh.
0: Oh, well, where'd you go, Brian? Did you hear in Choppers?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm back in the shit. I'm back in the shit. Oh, God. The Boxing Day flashbacks. No, I can't. I can't. Trampled. Oh, God. Okay. We're a food podcast, period. <laughs> Cable curious or otherwise. We hope you really enjoyed last episode our last app about McDonald's, which was a real tour de force. And if you haven't listened to it, we got some wonderful feedback from listeners. I encourage everyone to go and listen to that. And if you still have McDonald's thoughts, you want to get at us about, please do.
0: I, uh, I will be reposting um, an archive ad that Alyssa sent us of Jason Alexander talking about the McDLT. <laughs>
1: It's they like a deal team.
0: Yeah, it's like it was packaged. It was a quarter pounder, I think, where but with lettuce and tomato and the lettuce and tomato was packaged separately. It was like mm. a two compartment right package. Okay. Anyway, I think it was like the one thing he did before Seinfeld and thank God he got Seinfeld. Wow. As I said in the response to Alyssa, his his toupee is probably the hardest working uh, act in that commercial. Oh, boy. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. Anyway.
1: One thing that I know, I mean, we did get some questions afterwards and some people, you know, took, I don't want to say umbrage, but there were some comments when we posted our order because Mm -hmm. obviously you're not going to order everything every time out, even if you're going family style at McDonald's like we did.
0: And you can't please everybody as we as we learned uh vigorously through the uh large volume of feedbacks we got feedbacks plural um we everybody has a different order you know
1: yes completely and i think the thing that and we touched on this in the show but the thing that sets mcdonald's i think apart from all other fast food chains is that people feel passionately about their specific orders Mm -hmm. and there's such a wide menu where people feel free to make their you know, where, where people feel at home on different parts of the yeah. menus. Whereas I, I think I brought it up on the show, but like, I think if you're going to Wendy's, there's like two legitimate orders
0: Yeah, it, and totally. they have a much smaller menu. Whereas McDonald's, it's such a wide swath. That there's so many different dogmatic opinions. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> like Nugs, for instance. But the one that I wanted to touch on that only came up briefly as it relates to the McFlurry, the apple pie. Are you much of an apple pie person from McD's?
0: I was. Um, I used to get that as a plus up. I would get like a supersized meal, either chicken or beef, and then get an a la carte. Opposing if I got like a beef meal, I would get okay. a chicken a la carte something and then an apple pie on top. And then Oof, when it was
1: great, two
0: apple pies per dollar, I would get two apple pies on top eat, of beef and, and chicken. Both. Yes. I um, used to smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, there's nothing like let that order. Like silence the naysayers. There's nothing the right mix of depression and weed can't fix. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to shout out to a friend of the show, Liz Woff, who took who, you know, took the time to write in and to ask us why we didn't get an apple pie. And I think it's more just, you know, we were in our savory era and I think we have time and we have space in our hearts for a McDonald's apple pie, although it's not usually a go to of mine. But obviously they are good.
0: Yeah, um, I do apologize. I would never want to let down Liz Woff.
1: Me either. I live my life trying to not let down Waf. but what would she think of my cable management? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you, let's move on. Okay, yeah, please. We can't keep we can't keep cabling our way down this hole. We can't. Um, it's really like that movie, The Descent, uh, except it's, it's just not at all like it's that. Just terrifying re- movie. It's just repelling <laughs> on HDMI cables. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, Those people down there They were having a good time
0: And the not people The crawlers Yeah With the translucent But kind of white Spooky Yeah awful
1: Yeah good times Mm. Really made me want to get into spelunking
0: I did love that movie actually I liked it too But it did not make me want to get into spelunking
1: That's so weird it was a
0: cautionary tale against spelunking
1: Oh I think it was more of like uh, Maybe these groups could have become friends Under different circumstances
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah we should just watch uh, Descent 2 Electric Boogaloo.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> well, they Did all they, dance together. Oh, I bet that is what happens. Yeah. That's great. Okay. So, listeners, if you, oh, wait, we have a couple business items to get to because the Van Meg Awards just came out. So, we oh, wanted to yes. We got to talk about the 23 Van Meg Awards and the Golden Plates, hot on the heels. Like they both came out within a week of each other. Okay. So, we've got some food news to get into. Food news you can okay. use. God, I hate myself. <laughs> but I also wanted to say, you probably saw it on the title. We're going to talk about Kishimoto, Ugh. which, not to bury the lead, I think is my favorite sushi place in town. I mean, I've always said that it is. So,
0: I mean, it's been mine for over ten years.
1: Yeah, and you brought me there. I did. You introduced it into my life, and I've I owe you. That's really what our relationship is based on. Yeah, me, I
0: won't let you forget it.
1: I mean, no, assured you. I mean, I it it's to the point where some people came from out of town that i met when i was at this wedding back in march and they were big foodies and they were like oh yeah we're going to miku while we're here for Mm -hmm. a lunch and i was like yeah that sounds good and then later on that night i got drunk and was like you
0: you can't go to miku
1: Miku, okay (laughs) okay miku's for the business bros you don't want to hang out with the finance guys ordering their burry sushi Anyway, they didn't listen to me. They went to Miku and had a great time anyway, because Miku is, is still good. I, I'm not I'm not here to hate on that. But I would, I came down on the opinion of like, if you really want to get the like a Vancouver experience, you should go to Kishimoto. That's what I tried to sell them on. And they yeah. did not listen. But well, that's OK. I was yeah. drunk and so were they. So yeah,
0: another dead fine. to me.
1: Well, they just they made their bed and yeah. they're going to lie in it. With a bunch that of fun Six gross. feet
0: underground to me,
1: as Whoa. far as I'm concerned. I'm uh, <laughs> sorry. Put that knife away. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we will be talking about Kishimoto on this episode and talking about a recent feast we had there, but we have so much to say mm-hmm. about this wonderful Vancouver institution. But first, <laughs> shall we take a trip to the 2023 Van Meg Awards? Yes. So you may have seen us talk about this on our Instagram feed, but the winners were announced and we had some thoughts. First of all, we've covered a number of the restaurants that were actually awarded uh, some of these th- honors. Uh, where to start?
0: Um, one thing I'd like to call out. Um, why not start with the top? The best new restaurant. If you could click on that. I believe it's Peruvian.
1: Yes. So, Suyo.
0: Suyo. So I had, I don't know anything about this restaurant other than it's Peruvian, and I'm very excited to try it. Me too. But I recently went to New York, and in advance of my trip, my mom, who subscribes to the New York Times, sent me an article of the 100 best restaurants currently in New York. And I was perusing all of them and did intense research, obviously, because I'm obsessed with food. And um, I would say 30 of the 100 best restaurants were Peruvian.
1: Interesting. And I
0: had, ignorant as I am, blando that I am, I would never heard of like a Peruvian-specific restaurant Um like I've obviously there's like american restaurants mm-hmm. like latin american restaurants but like heck of a general theme kind of like i guess kishimoto is a similar example like this japanese restaurant which has like sushi and izakaya and all these things but uh yeah i'd never heard of Peruvian specific food and no. i'm very excited that it seems to be the hot new cuisine coming our way that's exciting given that i assume that like new york would be like Setting the stage for everything. And those winds
1: eventually blow blow west. west. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's really exciting. Well, we should definitely add this to our list of uh, things to check out. And then there's also in best new restaurants, folk with an E.
0: I've been hearing a lot about this. Is this uh, vegetarian?
1: (laughs) It sounds like it. The Kitsilano newcomer proving that veggies have more fun. Tapioca dumplings with mushroom XO sauce and ponzu and pizza, pizza, pasta. Pizza. Pizza cherry <laughs> pasta with potato, cabbage and Koji are standouts. A true celebration of vegetables and those who grow them. It sounds great. Nice. And then Braun Sushi Hill, which is uh, on my list as well. Another Main Street institution, a new sushi place. I had never heard of it. Well, Jill, guess what? Now it's on the list. And now we're going. Now we're going
0: uh congrats to the winners
1: yes and i think maybe we should start off by saying the best restaurant of the year was awarded to Annalina, a restaurant we recently covered
0: and the thing that we love the most that chowder with the incredible bread is uh in the hero image of the article yeah prominently featured it is outstanding a plate of chowder who knew i would never stop thinking about
1: i know (laughs) and they've I mean, obviously, I follow them on Instagram and I see their new monthly menus like volume 63 or whatever they're on now. And they have obviously the bread is still there with a slight variation. Now they're not serving it with a chowder, right? They're serving it with something else. Mm. And I wish I could just go and have that. Yeah. All the time. I I
0: wish they served it in a wheelbarrow.
1: (laughs) Here's what I'm. Yes. (laughs) But here's what I'm pitching. A monthly bread box. Yes. But not a bread box like you've heard about. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about a bread subscription service. Yes. Where Annalena just delivers or maybe just invites me to have, because I want to eat at the restaurant. I love it there so much. So maybe it's more just like. They have a I, they subscription. Me. Yeah. Now you're thinking. <laughs> Contract myself out. I'm the goods. I'm the it. Yeah. They subscribe to me mm-hmm. coming to eat their bread. Yes. And then I give it, them money. Yes. Yeah. So it still works and out And rave them. reviews. I mean, yeah. Bread, bread, bread. <laughs> <laughs> so Annalena also won <laughs> Chef of the Year. And Best Contemporary Restaurant, which oh, wow. is a new category this year. But The trifecta. I know. They really hit for the cycle. And Annalena, I mean, God, I know that we'd been there or I'd been there before, but it's worth repeating. If you haven't been to Annalina, you got to go.
0: And if you need more convincing, listen to our podcast on it.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: We will wax poetic for 60 plus minutes about a plate of chowder.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. And the bread. And the bread, obviously. Okay. And this is one I really wanted to shout out. Best Indian. Now moving up the ranks, I think from Silver. Yep. Dosa Corner. Oh, Air Horn. Manual Air Horn. Jamaican
0: Air Horn (laughs) from a Burnaby Blando. (laughs) Anyway, very excited for this hole in the wall, but also it's a chain. Do they have or do they have multiple? I don't think so. Locations? I don't think so. Well, that one's on Fraser Street. And the one we went to was on Marine, I thought.
1: No, it was at Marine and Fraser.
0: Well... There you have it, folks. <laughs> anyway, very excited for Dosa Corner. Couldn't be more ecstatic. Looking at this picture makes me want to go back.
1: I know. I'm another be-
0: family feast for six and
1: three. <laughs> I'm so angry right now that we can't have this.
0: Um, but yeah, I'm actually like very proud of us and pleasantly surprised at how much of these we'd hit.
1: I know, right? I feel like we've gotten off to a great start with the podcast. We and here are We are food fluencers. I think so, right? And then if you go to... Hold on.
0: I think we, it goes without saying that we really need to
1: talk about chain. Oh, yes, of course. Well, Jill, why don't you kick us off? Oh, hey, look at this. What's this photo? Is this am I at a delightful sushi restaurant? No,
0: no. You're at Cactus Club. <laughs> the the uh, incumbent winner wins again. Again, <sighs> okay. which we think
1: we think. From our research that they have won all of these.
0: Yeah. I think that these aren't the Van Mag Awards. These are the Cactus Club.
1: Yes. Van Meg Awards. Yes.
0: Um, again, need to bring it back. This isn't about us hating Cactus Club. It is about us hating Joey. But <laughs> uh yeah, they won it again. Um, I would I I don't know. Who, who came in silver? I, I I agreed with... It was a tie for taqueria. bronze. So taqueria was silver, and then it was a tie for bronze with Nuba and Goo.
1: Yes. Great choices. Great choices. I mean, yes. I love Nuba. I love Goo.
0: I think Goo even, like... Does Goo constitute a chain? Because every single, like, iteration has different menus. Yeah, they
1: are slightly different, aren't they? Well... I but, guess it is. But that's I great. Mean,
0: it's the same name on the menu, I guess.
1: But, I mean, I would take Cactus Club off this list. Hey, Lauren. <laughs> I would take Cactus Club off this list entirely. Like, just why don't you just name the award? The Van Meg Cactus Club Best Chain Restaurant Award and then start giving it to other people. <laughs> like, just retire the jersey if you want to do it.
0: Even funnier if they change the name to that and then they gave themselves gold, silver, and bronze. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and best contemporary restaurant.
1: Oh yeah, definitely and best
0: Japanese for their whatever sushi that is. Sushi crunch roll It's like a tide pod on top of a die mm. <laughs> and a, a row of dice.
1: Yeah, a, a, like a white wrapper of seaweed.
0: Yeah. Anyway, let's not get too caught up on that. But
1: no, but I mean, I just everything about this write up. They say if it ain't broke, don't fix it. What if it?
0: What if it do break?
1: Yeah. What if it do be broke though? <laughs> but the team at gold Winter cactus club continues to innovate. Don't sleep on the new rigatoni bolognese with truffled pecorino. I'm here to tell you, I showed the video of them making that to my uh, fiance and her Italian family. And they were furious.
0: <laughs> Wasn't there like a blog series on this rigatoni? Bolognese? Yeah. They did their
1: corporate storytelling about it, <laughs> but they were just like, there's no way they're making it like that. And it sucks. I think her, I think Lauren's dad had it and he was angry.
0: <laughs> and I'm just reading more. Our judges celebrated the Test Kitchen's Executive Chef of Culinary Development, Gregory McCallum, Labratoire Le Crocodile, two enormous heavy hitters in the food scene industry. I've been to Labratoire. You went to a wedding at Labatoire in yeah. Increable, to use the native tongue of oh, the restaurants. Well name. done. Well done. Um, I don't know. It seems like a lot to go into a Cajun chicken sandwich factory.
1: But I don't know. I mean, the, the, I guess this Gregory McCallum, who works these other. <clears throat> I mean, this is the move, though, right? Like they get in high profile chefs to put their name on whatever yeah. they're doing.
0: I think we just don't understand their definition of chain. And we have to A to D agree to disagree.
1: OK, I well, I mean, do we not understand? Because they even say they have over 20 B.C. locations. But it's like that's just saying they're the biggest.
0: Yeah.
1: But but no white spot. I don't know, man. White Spot's not even on the list, Joe.
0: I just don't want to get so worked up because I want to talk about such a delightful restaurant. I know, era. I know. Okay, and well, give other restaurants their flowers.
1: Yes, agreed. And did Kishimoto get an honorable mention for Japanese? They did not. No. But that's okay because we are here to give them an honorary mention. They're, we're, we're giving them gold in our Battle Royale with Cheese Van, Mag- Van Awards. Yes. The Royale Court. Yes. As we've talked about before. Do you want to talk about the golden plates too? Because the golden plates are almost more like... <laughs> I don't even. F- they're I, fan voted. They're uh, they're open to voting for the general public. So it's like it's basically like best burger, Cactus Club.
0: I was. You sent me. I think a screenshot of the best oh, burger list, yeah. and it was. I didn't think. I think Five Guys won. Which Five
1: is, Guys won, and second was Romers.
0: Uh, I mean, those are burger restaurants, but but that's it, right? Between like quality- New Buns and American, were not anywhere on the list.
1: I, I know. Just, that's the that's the insulting part. To
0: be honest, I thought I, I easily. OK, I got to read these out. OK, the winner. Five guys. Second, Roamer's third. Wild Light Kitchen and Bar. I don't even know what that is. Other finalists include Tap and Barrel, <laughs> Water Street Cafe. And what was the other Brew one? Brew Hall. Brew Hall, which
1: is also owned by Tap and Barrel.
0: OK, so they got two. So yeah. I will say like I like the burger at Brew Hall. Me too. Did I eat it when I was, you know, a few tequila tequila jello shots in and a few other pints yeah but you know I had was under the same circumstances when I had Burgerholic and uh, you know not my favorite it's not
1: it's not that you can't discern good from bad when you're compromised because taste doesn't lie
0: but all that to say I do not agree with that list
1: but this is what I'm saying is like are the golden plates even worth like I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to be elitist here and be like the proletariat has no, nothing to say about good food. Because obviously it's like, there are a lot of people who vote on these who are not as into food as we are, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it boggles the mind that Between Two Buns isn't even on the burger list. Like, that to me seems criminal. Maybe they just don't know. But that's it, right? Like, but I think it's their business to know.
0: It's the Georgia Straits, like, their platform. They should put stuff like that on well, their platform. I think they
1: do, but...
0: Well, on. not the platform, the golden platform. And honestly, I kind of conflate the two, the golden plates and the Van Mega Awards, because I think it's a quick follow. They come out very close together. Yeah. So, I don't know, that's probably strategic on one of their uh, one of their ends. Also, yeah, I've been trying to look at the golden plate winners for weeks, and it always goes to that thing that just says test. I know. <laughs> so, someone on their PWS team needs to... <laughs> Yeah, you know, come on. Come on. Get their stuff together.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean, though, because this on mobile, it seemed to work OK, but now it's. No, it
0: doesn't work for desktop. It just says best Caribbean and it says test. Underneath.
1: Well, I guess we can't talk about it then because this is a profile of an actual restaurant Ban Lao Thai, which is meant to be really nice, but very expensive. And Ann and Chi, which we love. Very much. And Via Tevere, which is right near you. They're my neighbors. Which I would love to go to again and see that little yellow car.
0: Anyway, maybe we should move on because they didn't even have they don't even care enough to like put on, like uh, put a web page up
1: about it. That's a good point. (laughs) Well, well, I mean, as the test would show, they tried.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Test failed.
1: Yeah, I suppose so. (laughs) Okay. well, anyway, all that to say uh, the Golden Plates, uh, Martin Controversy. Uh, their disgrace, Golden, the Golden Plates, uh, not Georgia Strait, a fine institution that we love and, you know, we stand a local legend. Um, but the Golden Plates should hold a press conference and admit their disgrace uh, and throw themselves at our feet. And we should just pick all the Golden Plate winners, even though it's meant to be reflective of overall popularity yes. and, and readership voting.
0: The Golden Plates should be smashed opa style yeah and everybody should celebrate with souvlaki
1: or how about between two buns <laughs> or both yeah put why not together oh man i would love oh god i bet the, I bet between two buns could make a souvlaki burger
0: or a saganaki burger just torch
1: oh fuck
0: some halloumi cheese put it in there
1: my eyes just rolled back into my head
0: they could do anything and i would put it in my body
1: <sighs> yeah i mean the jalapeno burger so good. anyway, we, can, we're, we will get there okay <laughs> kishimoto we're here to talk about kishimoto kishimoto it's a shame it wasn't on the van meg awards list it's a shame it's not on the golden plates list i assume although again i can't check because the website doesn't work test (laughs) test uh what i can give you is the winner of best caribbean is test yes (laughs) but (laughs) unanimously unanimously but kishimoto i think really does hit like the kind of place that aside from award-winning restaurants or Michelin restaurants, the kind of place that I think we had in mind when we started this show, because it's an important restaurant to us, Mm -hmm. but I think that they do like, we're not hurting for good sushi in Vancouver. We have, I think maybe the second best sushi in the world, but Kishimoto to me has always felt like a step above. And if you know, you know,
0: absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely an, if you know, you know, type of spot. And part of its charm is that it's like, commercial drives little secret Mm -hmm. like i don't know if it's because there are other than pizza i'm pretty (laughs) sure that sushi is like the second most populous cuisine on that strip and it's you know a few blocks up from the from the sky train and i think you would hit a few uh sushi spots before you got there so if you didn't know about it and you were just like wandering for sushi you would hit a few spots before i'd go in there Mm -hmm. but it's the quality is outstanding. The bluefin tuna they a have,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, always a plus.
0: They like you. There are different types of tuna on the menu. Always
1: a good sign in a Japanese place.
0: Absolutely. Um, you can sit at the bar and look in at the the sushi chefs work their magic as we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and the presentation is adorable. Like we didn't get it this time, but we were talking about it when we were there that we kind of missed it and we wish we had just like based our order on what the garnishes are because sometimes they give you this little um, it's like a pickled ginger are the petals and there's an edamame as the pollen center. And sometimes they create like little rice paper lanterns. I know. It's just so cute. Yes. It's like not necessarily authentic. I don't remember dining that way in Japan, but it is like it is a gimmick and I absolutely fall
1: for it. Me too. It's just it's like a little something extra. Yes. It's not over the top and it's not too kitschy. No. But it is so lovely. And yes. it, it just it just makes things feel a little elegant. Absolutely. And who doesn't want that from time to time?
0: And they have like a pretty straightforward menu and they have I like that they don't have to try and do it all. Like sometimes you go to sushi restaurants and it's like a cheesecake factory style menu. Like yeah. They give this tomb to you and it's massive, but they have, like like I was saying earlier, they don't specialize in one thing. They do have like appetizers, they have nigiri.
1: They mm-hmm. have, and they have a seasonal menu, which I think is yes. also another nice sign for a good Japanese restaurant too. Absolutely.
0: And they basically like, they run top to bottom of like, they have one seasonal appetizer, one seasonal roll, one seasonal... Salad,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which we didn't hit this time, but...
1: No, we didn't get any of the seasonal stuff this but time, we just, actually. There were
0: so many good things we wanted to dive into.
1: I know. But the seasonal tempura sounds really nice. Freshwater crab, fiddlehead, deep fried fiddlehead. Mm-hmm. Wild lily spear and other seasonal spring ingredients. They also do the veggie okonomiyaki. Actually, that's one thing I'll say in terms of, you know, they don't do everything, but they do do okonomiyaki. And that's something that I think is... I came back from Japan craving that and it's yeah. not something that's on a lot of menus no. and not a lot of, and obviously there are different kinds of okonomiyaki. Some places do it really, like really crispy and it's like little share bites, but they do it the way I want it done, which is like the classic Osaka style, big, thick, fluffy pancake, thick mm-hmm. pancake stuffed with seafood, vegetables, uh, cabbage, kimchi. I think theirs has prawns in it. It's like so good.
0: Japanese. Personal pan, Pizza Hut pizza, <laughs>
1: kind of <laughs> yeah, seafood, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, okonomiyaki is definitely meant to be like a drunk food kind of thing, or like like a pizza, yeah. But it's so good and plus you get the like the little barbecue or not barbecue sauce it's okonomi sauce and a little mayo a little drizzle on top yeah the bonito flakes oh man it's so great mm. but that's i've i've always appreciated that that like Kishimoto is like one of the places that like they do that and they do it well
0: would you say that's a mark of like when you walk into any new japanese restaurant or if you're trying to scope one out on the internet like you're looking at the <clears> menu you like well do they have okonomiyaki like does that make it more legit for you
1: um i don't know about legit because i like i was saying i think i've been to enough places where i've gotten excited about the that to be like oh your version of an okonomiyaki is like not really what i have in mind it's like more of like a like for instance i tried it once at momofuku and at momofuku it is really just like an appetizer that's almost like a crispy little like a crispy little pizza bite kind of like the domino's thin crust <laughs> <laughs> and but better uh but, you don't say <laughs> yeah i know i know weird right but it Like, I think I just have like, you know, it's I think there are just different styles to it. Right. So and I think now having tried a bunch of them, I'm never really like I definitely got to order that everywhere I go, because first of all, it's usually very filling like the one at the one at Kishimoto. I remember the first time I had it, I had it with Lauren and we split it on top of other stuff we got and it was too much like it's. Oh, wow. It's it was just too much food altogether. If there was like three people, I would say you could add that comfortably to pretty much any any amount of food there. Yeah. Or if there's like, you know, two very hungry people like you and me sometimes. Yes. But not this time.
0: No. Well, we were we were hungry, but we wanted uh, to widen the scope. Yes. The, sampler.
1: the Okonomiyaki is just, it's a lot of one thing. It's a commitment. It is a commitment. And that's why I love it, because I believe in monogamy and you I'm too. committed to Okonomiyaki. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, all that to say, like, I, it's nice to have a restaurant that I feel like delivers such a, like a menu item that I find, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's weird to be like, or not weird, but it's great to have a place that does a thing you like. That's hard to find other places. Of course. It's, it's as simple as that.
0: And especially one that you've tried like in like it's native tongue. Like you went to Japan and then you went to Osaka and Mm -hmm. you had it there. And for them to replicate it is like, that's like a wonderful and kind of unique experience.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's not
0: unique because it was replicated at the
1: restaurant, but you know what I mean? Yeah, completely, (laughs) completely agree. But, so you had mentioned that already that you took me to Kishimoto the first time I went there. Mm-hmm. You It was the first time I ever had the Oshi Sushi, the press sushi, uh, yes. Buri, which is a, a real treat. Yes. And they were the ones that sort of ruined me on so many others. Yes. Because so many places now just do it to do it. They, just, like, they just
0: have the little box press thing. <laughs> That's kind of what I wonder, right? Because it's like it tricks you because I, that was the first place that I had it as well. And so when I see it, I think like, oh, it's going to be exactly the same. Guess what? It's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's just like the quality of the ingredients that they source is incredible. Their attention to detail. I can like, I know there's a lot of trial and error. And then when they hit it something, they do it perfectly. And they're very careful and they have a lot of intent with the food they put in front of you. Mm-hmm. Well, even for example, so we got uh, a gimmicky... Uh, nigiri version of the aburi sushi
1: yeah just one
0: just one each so but it was smoked so it was a de-
1: coming to an instagram post near you soon
0: delicious rectangle of salmon little tiny jalapeno on top And they put it in what I think would otherwise be like a cocktail smoker. A little bit. Yeah. Um, So they fill it with smoke and they deliver it to you and you get to remove the lid and then you bask in its glory and it's highly gimmick, highly gimmicky, but it works. And it tastes good. It tastes so good. I think I delightedly and not so articulately screamed "campfire sushi after I ate it. <laughs> but when she put it down, she says, you know, this is this has been seasoned and it's it's smoked. Uh, we don't recommend using any soy sauce or wasabi. Right. Which when, uh, before I went to Japan, I was reading up on like, you know, how what is the way I can minimize my white person idiot damage yeah. to this beautiful culture? AKA uh,
1: stupid tourist. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. And one of the things they say is like, you don't actually need to put wasabi into the soy sauce or even really use a lot of soy sauce because if you go to the right sushi place, it should just melt in your mouth and it shouldn't need any additional totally. like, any additives or anything like that. Yeah,
1: so. I remember that vividly from the, I don't know, first sushi place I went to there at Skiji Market or wherever and oh, they yeah. were like, <laughs> at, like I got to see them like brush the sushi with a little bit of like sauce or flavoring that they were working on mm. and then they would put it in front of me and like every time in broken English, you'd be like... Doesn't need soy sauce. Yeah. Doesn't need it.
0: Don't fuck this up. Yeah. White boy. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And they told me for every, every single piece they put in front of me. And I was like, that's great. Yeah. Then they gave me like a roll and they said, soy sauce. Okay. Yeah. But it's
0: that honoring that. Of course, it's like, it's their culture. Obviously that's a stupid thing to say. Like they're all Japanese sushi yeah. chefs, but like bringing their culture and sharing their culture. So meticulously yeah. is, is the experience you get there
1: completely. And you're right. Like, I think having that, having that attention to detail, that similar thing where it is the, Hey, you don't need to put soy sauce on this. Like don't, yeah. don't, don't ruin this thing. We've, we worked on this.
0: And everybody I've brought to Kishimoto that then becomes their favorite spot.
1: I mean, that's pretty high praise.
0: Yeah. And like it, you can't like, throw a stone or spit or whatever metaphor you want to use without hitting eight sushi restaurants in not only Vancouver, but Richmond, Burnaby, Coquitlam. They are everywhere and they're all fine. They're okay. It's like pizza basically. Yep. But, We're
1: very lucky. So many places in the world have bad sushi.
0: Yes. They have bad food.
1: Well, that's <laughs> But yeah, most.
0: sushi. Like I hear a lot of people talking about like, you know, I came from, I had a lot of sushi in Toronto, but like it didn't really do anything for me. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know that. Or like I have, family in Saskatchewan who would come and be like, hey, what? where should I go? Where are we going to go for dinner? I'm like, well, you're in Vancouver. We got to go for sushi. And like, oh, yeah, I've had it. It's not really for me. I'm like, you are in a landlocked province. Yeah. Where are you getting this from? Don't tell me. Come and eat real sushi. Yeah.
1: And you always hear like different regional stuff. Like I, I don't know if it's an Australian thing or like a Midwest thing, but there are places where it's like, oh, almost all of their sushi has mayo or cream cheese in it.
0: Yeah. Cream cheese is a big one to yeah. just like I don't know. It's a filler because you don't have like real good high quality. It must be right. It must be like, well, we can
1: punch it up with a little. Yeah. A little bit of that creamy.
0: Let's put a tablespoon of cream cheese on it.
1: I mean, I, I know I'm starving right now, but
0: (laughs) yeah, don't think with an empty stomach.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Right now I'm like, it doesn't sound too bad.
0: Um, But all that to say, Kishimoto is exquisite and it's, not uniquely exquisite to me so far, everybody I've shared it with is like, "Mm, this is good.
1: And I think I told you that I've talked to other people who've been to Japan who said I put their nigiri on par with some of the best stuff I had in Japan. Like it's excellent. Their quality of fish they source is so good. Their preparation is top notch. And even if they didn't, like popularize the aburi sushi trend here i think i saw when i was doing some research for this episode i think i saw that maybe miku and Minami kind of started that here but their variants of it like not only are there different like flavors obviously like we had the ebby one which Mm -hmm. was phenomenal and it tasted like so fragrant and so delicious and it's got such a great combination of flavors in it but it's markedly different from the salmon from the saba the mackerel which is also really good yeah and the spicy tuna one, which I was telling you about, has crispy rice on it. And crispy rice is also like a huge, huge trend in, I think, like New York sushi right now. Mm-hmm. But when I had that the last time I was, I think I had a, that was when I had my solo meal for for one. I treated myself to a meal at Kishimoto before going to the Rio. And the crispy rice for the Oshii like blew me away. It was yeah. so delicious. And it's just like, it's fun that they try out things like that. And it's not just, okay, we package all the rice the same way and then put the thin press yeah, sushi say, on top of they're it not like a relying clockwork. on
0: the shtick or the gimmick it's no, like everything's not, different yeah
1: yeah absolutely love it do we want to talk about what we ate this time yes okay so as we already talked about we did skip the seasonal menu um which does seem great the churashi box looked amazing on instagram when i looked at it later but again you know the churashi box is kind of expensive we wanted to spread our our wealth around a little bit mm-hmm. so we got we kind of went all over the place here we got uh karage Ugh. oh excellent excellent karage.
0: okay let's just talk through the let okay go talk for each you, you each talk. menu item you talk. one by
1: one do you want me why don't you read the description of the karage
0: karage farm crest natural chicken fried and coated in sweet garlic tamari sauce my goodness. Again, quality ingredients. You can tell that this was not like a CFL football-sized chicken breast from Costco. No. <laughs> it was... Was it a thigh?
1: Yeah. We saw it. it? Yeah. 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 So, and very lightly battered. Like, just crispy. Yeah. Not, like, not crunchy with batter.
0: No, it wasn't like popcorn chicken from KFC at all, which, like...
1: Oh, that sounds pretty good. No. Yeah,
0: I know. Right? Dipped a little bit of that in some cream Could cheese. Did you hear
1: discontinued? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hungry that yes, I would I would <laughs> yes, do it. I would do it.
0: <laughs> Sorry, we're we going to say it was. They discontinued
1: the popcorn chicken. Now it's just uh, I think now they just have nuggets. You, I know, right?
0: Well, I mean, it's the same, I guess.
1: Yeah, I know, I but know. it's like you had something. Yeah. Now you have the thing that everyone have has nothing.
0: Anyway, all that aside, we want to talk about excellent chicken? Yeah, which you can get in the form of karage from Kishimoto. Mm-mm-mm. So back to your point about the breading, perfect so perfect it doesn't like and you don't even have to think about ratios of chicken to breading because it's just like a there's just a whisper just a little bit of crunch yep the tamari that they they season it with just makes it like the little perfect sweet sour tangy that zip that zang
1: oh the zang was off the charts
0: (laughs) It it's always piping hot it's like as fresh as possible and they yeah it was the last thing they brought to us oh and i love it me too And there's a little, like, I think they squeeze some lemon over top. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, it's just incredible. It's hands down the best Karage you can get. I think so. In Vancouver.
1: I wouldn't, I mean, I'd have to, I mean, maybe this is another taste test. We just do one day Karage Roundup, Uh, the Karage Crawl of 2023.
0: I think it's better than goo. And the Karage at goo is my favorite thing on the goo menu. Ooh,
1: interesting.
0: and it's like Krage again. It's something you can get at every single sushi so yep. restaurant you go to, or Japanese restaurant, I should say. Um, but if you want the best, you you got to go there. Like, yeah, fifteen chicken wings out of five for this.
1: You've tried the rest. Yeah. Now try the best. You said it. I I kind of agree. Like. Obviously, karage is always at least somewhat satisfying because like pizza, it's yeah. fried chicken. Yeah. Like you really aren't going to go that wrong yeah. with mediocre karaage. But this really does feel like, oh, this is more like actual chicken.
0: Yeah. This is, I was just going to say, like, even if someone's like, mm, fried chicken, not really for me. I don't really like the deep friedness of it all. Yeah. Yeah. But- Anyone who maybe it's just grilled or barbecue chicken on salad for most of their meals. I think they could get behind this fried chicken. I think so too. That's how delicately it's handled and presented.
1: Mm -hmm. Completely agree. And not greasy. No. Very wonderful. Mm. Mm. So following that, or I mean, this is in in order. This is just in order of that. It appears on the menu that I'm reading on my phone. (laughs) We also tried the agadashi, not tofu, agadashi mochi. Ugh. Soft rice cake tempura in bonito jalapeno soup. Green onion and sashimi.
0: So this came out in a ramen bowl. And they also gave us two little bowls and two ramen spoons to enjoy. think like Because they said, again, this is another thing I appreciate. When the servers come out, they not only tell you about the food, but they tell you like the best way to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And so he told us to, you know, give like ourselves uh, individual servings in our own personal uh, bowls and to make sure we enjoy a bite of the broth. And then with a bite or like a sip of the broth with a bite of the mochi and did not disappoint. Not at all. You get a little bit of jalapeno in there, little zip, little zang.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Again, the zip was off the charts. (laughs) The broth was excellent. And like, I, I, I mean, like, fuck me for being surprised because I would think like agadashi mochi, uh, basically like fried mochi, It was amazing. But like the broth was also so So good.
0: And when you think of agadashi, you think of the tofu and you don't like you eat the tofu and then you kind of leave the broth.
1: Yeah. It's just if there's broth at all.
0: Yeah. And it's but it was so good. And again, so intentional. And I feel like they give you one little sunflower shoot and one little piece of uh, white onion, a little piece of jalapeno per mochi bite so that you have the perfect bite every time.
1: Yeah. I mean, look at that. I'm showing Jill the video that I took of uh, some of the food there, but God, that bowl of mochi, it just looks so inviting in this little video.
0: And like they don't, to be honest, they don't even really have to do a lot with mochi because I will say mochi is having a moment right now. A mochi moment? A mochi moment.
1: Where are you seeing this?
0: Uh mochi donuts are huge right oh, now. Oh yeah, that's right. And in pastries, like mochi as like a I guess more of a sweet thing than a savory thing. But uh like they're there. Their donuts are mochi donuts. Have you had one? Yes. Good. Of course. Of course. We have to leave there there for another podcast. We yes. could wax poetic about them forever. Okay. But um yeah, they don't again, it's a it could be they could rely on the laurels of a gimmick, but they don't. They give you like dinner and a show they like they really bring it all together
1: that's fabulous uh i do really want to try that other mochi donut place that's around i think it's called mellow yes yeah Yeah. definitely want to try that too Looks really good uh following that we had the ebby tempura because we weren't satisfied with ordering one prawn dish no we had to get we wanted to try the classic tempura Mm -hmm. because again tempura Always at least pretty good. Yeah. It's fried. Again, it's fried. I realize now all of our appetizers are fried, but they were very delicately fried. And what I wanted to say here about the Ebi Tempura, which just has four pieces prawns, very delicate batter, reminded me so much of tempura in Japan. And that is not not crunchy, more just like kind of like soft and crumbly batter.
0: Complemented by the batter rather than like swaddled in it and making it the main event. No,
1: very thin, soft pieces.
0: It reminds me. So there's this place in... Waikiki on the strip and famously they have you can get either noodles and broth um and you can add or you can get just tempura. The only two things they serve. Love that. Famously they have a noodle dish called bukake, and you can get it hot or cold.
1: That's a classic dish, bukake udon. Yeah. super warm, please.
0: (laughs) Um but the tempura there is like what is what you, people line up for, like down the block. Whoa. And it's the, the the Japanese family that moved there and set up shop. And they are now pretty much world famous. It's supposed to be like the best place to get tempura other than Japan and other than Kishimoto. Ooh. It tasted identical. The batter is like, again, like you say, it's crumbly. It's delicate. Um, it goes all the way to Toes. I ate the Toes. Me too. And... I don't know if anybody We ate else, the chitin. We ate the chitin because chitin
1: is everywhere. Chitin <laughs> will be all around <laughs> us. Embrace the
0: chitin. Um, Engage with chitin. One thing that I made me think about is like, so you were saying uh, okonomiyaki is like not a benchmark, but something that you consider whenever you're thinking about going into It's hard
1: not restaurant. to. It's kind of like when you see a burger on the menu. There's at least part of your brain that's like, maybe. Did we get that?
0: So yeah. like, maybe not actually in an, a related way, but something that I'm preoccupied with when I'm in a Japanese restaurant is, I got to say it. Poop, the poop by th- by the toes of the shrimp. <laughs> okay. So, um, chefs, sushi chefs, typically, if they are like being very thorough about their prep, they'll do something called deveining, which is take out, you know, the back bit and make sure that there's no poop in the shrimp. Mm-hmm. And I will not there's like actually very few Japanese restaurants that I will actually order prawns
1: from because really? I'm scared. I'm
0: scared that by the time I get down to the toes, I'm going to see poop.
1: Oh no. I think you're over worrying about this.
0: No, I don't. I don't think I am. There's okay. no amount of worrying too much when it comes to eating poop.
1: <laughs> you heard well, it that is, first. That is hard to argue with. When you put it in like, very stark <laughs> terms, though. I mean, yeah. But it's so
0: common, actually. Yeah. And it's not a practice that everybody does. The, de-
1: the deviating. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, but like that is... Kishimoto, I just trust them. And of I know course, that. Of course, you're in good hands. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It's safe. It's warm. The Sapporo and Asahi were cold. Oh, deliciously cold. Yeah. The perfect accompaniments, really. Uh, Really, everything on their... Uh, appetizer list looks incredible. There's so many things here that I want to try sometimes. The nabayaki Udon. Next time I think I got to get this. What's that? Thick wheat noodles in soup with chicken, soft-boiled free-range egg, two prawn tempura, mushrooms, wakame and green onion in a hot stone bowl. Mm. Doesn't that sound fucking good? It does. They also have sous vide duck soba, which sounds fucking incredible. Wow. Fancy. I know. I know. So then what else did we get? We skipped the nigiri this time, even though we were both just gushing about it, kind of a miss on our parts, I suppose, but mm-hmm. we went for the oshi sushi mm-hmm. instead and we wanted to treat ourselves to the smoke gimmick. Yes. But the nigiri also great. I mean, to Jill's point, like you can get a which is the uh, Japan lean bluefin tuna or the Chutoro, which is bluefin tuna belly. Or you can get the Toro Tataki, which is bluefin to- toro lightly seared with garlic chips and ponzu and green onion. All of their nigiri that I've ever had have been amazing. But we got the bluefin tuna negitoro roll. Ugh, like, classy. we got that minced minced bluefin so belly. So
0: classy. Like, negitoro roll is one of those rolls that's on every menu. Yep. It's right, right underneath spicy tuna and California. It's everywhere you, any, it's on every menu at every sushi place.
1: <laughs> Much like Full House, it's everywhere you look. It's everywhere you look.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so hot, so hot. Um, that a whole lot too. <laughs> <laughs> um you got it dude you got those lyrics. Um but again going back to them having choice ingredients yeah. the fact that you can opt for a bluefin tuna negitoro roll I mean come on.
1: I mean you can taste the difference that quality ingredients make. Yes. Not not to like be a marketing line item but mm-hmm. like wow like if the bluefin tuna was like I don't know. I almost want to say like fluffy and creamy, but not in a gross way.
0: No, it like it melts. It yeah, melts in so your mouth. Delicious. It like.
1: I mean, it's tuna belly. It's delicious.
0: It's so good.
1: I know. They don't mess around. Mm. It was so great. Uh, what else did we get here? So. Oh yeah, that green onion in there, a clutch ingredient. Okay, so the oshi sushi. So first of all, the first thing we ate period was the smoked oshi, which I will now read to you. One delicious piece of cherrywood smoke- infused salmon oshi sushi served in a glass dome. <laughs> Would you rather have it served in a man's hat or a glass dome?
0: Well, I prefer to have uh, my walnut ice cream at uh, Annalena served in a man's house. Uh, yes. Uh, but this, uh, I think, belongs in a
1: smoke dome. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so on the menu for the Oshi Sushi, it actually says, please enjoy Oshi Sushi as is without soy sauce or wasabi. So they put it right on the menu, too. Yeah. We had the Ebi, which was cooked tiger prawn, creamy sauce, basil pesto, cracked black pepper, torch seared. Ah, oh, my God. It, it was... It's hard for me to not order the spicy tuna oshi or the salmon oshi, because I feel like those are two like go-tos for me. Mm-hmm. But the Ebby might have vaulted over both of them for how much I enjoyed it this time. It's out. my
0: favorite one. And I've had all of them many times. I've only had the mackerel once, I think. Um, but the the Ebby, like just listening to all those ingredients that you listed that are in that little bite. Well, a medium bite, I would say. Yeah. Cause sometimes but you gotta go a whole you bite. Gotta go a whole bite. Yeah. Um, but there's so much going on there. Even though you're having the same bite identically every single time, it's almost a different experience. It's not like any other role where you're like, you kind of freak out a little bit where you're like, am I committing too much with one role? If someone's like, no, I don't want to share with you a what's wrong with that person. Agreed. B, like, am I over committing here? Is too much of one flavor? Are they going to be the giant rolls that fall apart in your mouth and they're accumulating?
1: Oh, what, do you get, what if you get those back butts? For like diamond roll.
0: You accidentally order a cone. Yeah. Oh Oh, my God.
1: Embarrassing.
0: But with these, like every single bite is perfect, but different because the flavor profiles shift based on like where you bite down, like the pesto basil, the jalapeno, the like, it's just, it all works like in concert, but you're, it's like a different symphony
1: every time. And it's not like, I would say the dominant flavor of other rolls or medium okay sushi places it's just like fish and soy sauce yeah which is very satisfying or cream or cream (laughs) uh but i love that like i love a cheap lunch sushi
0: oh yeah give me hit me up with the bento combo for lunch
1: no 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 problem yeah but this was really like you can taste the difference like it is so like the flavor profiles are complex they're very elegant the bites are very delicious and kind of like not fragile but Delicate, delicate, gentle, and uh, well worth it. I mean, it's so, so good. Like, it's, a, you know, 17 bucks for a Oshi Sushi roll. We got like, what, six or seven pieces? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good. Uh, oh, okay. So I was wrong. So they don't actually have Saba on the menu. I might be thinking of maybe that was like a seasonal thing. The one I was thinking of is the Unagi Oshi, which I think I've only had once. That's eel. Yeah. Eel, baby.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, definitely want that. Have you had the Yam Oshi?
0: Uh, no, I have not.
1: Yam tempura oshi. It seems
0: like, of course,
1: also I on the deep right I should
0: order it, but whenever I hear yam tempura, I'm like, it seems kind of basic.
1: I know, right? And yet,
0: like, I love a yam and avocado roll. I had one last night, actually. Did but, you? Um, Some place in Coquillum. Nice. Um, it was great. But when I'm going, I'm like, well, if I'm going to go in for oshi, like, give me something I don't. Give me something I don't get every day.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, you don't want to just settle for the basics, Mm-mm. even though salmon and epi are like two classic sushi flavors but i take your point yeah yam tempura is solidly in the california roll zone yes of like exactly safe for white people yeah
0: but again like i trust them and i'm sure it's amazing you know what? Sure it we is. should just have it next time yeah
1: and guess what we are white people yeah
0: and we'll we're gonna enjoy it
1: <laughs> oh fuck yeah we will of course i mean who, who wouldn't who would not imagine the person who would not i can't i can't either is that everything we ordered i think it is I mean, that was enough food for two people, although I could have eaten more.
0: Yeah, but we didn't. But that's okay.
1: But we didn't. But all that to say, Kishimoto is really something special. And like, again, everyone has their favorite sushi spot. I think that's great. I think that's one of the things I love about Vancouver is that the food scene has like such an abundance of good quality sushi. Absolutely. I love our Asian cuisine in general. I think we're so, so lucky. But Kishimoto is like right up there with for me. I would say, like, it would be Kishimoto and Sushi Bar Maomi, I think would be oh,
0: I really got to go there.
1: We got to go there for the show mm-hmm. because they're moving. Oh, they're moving to another spot, I think closer to downtown instead okay. of Davy, but I digress. But both kind of scratch the itch of like, this is top tier Japanese food. And I personally like the vibe of those places much more than Miku. And Minami, I agree. which feel very Yale towny and very finance bro like to me,
0: very bro. corporate dinner.
1: Yes, your vendor is in town and he's charging it on his
0: yes, exactly
1: card for client management. Yeah, which is great. I mean, who would say no to that? Not me. Not me either. I've been to the corporate dinners, yeah, sponsored by Google or whatever <laughs> vendors they were at the time, yeah. But all that to say, I know where I'd rather hang out, and would we'll be Kishimoto every time. Absolutely. They don't do cocktails, but that's fine.
0: I kind of love that. As someone who loves cocktails, like they stick to what they know. And what do you want with your amazing high quality sushi? You want an ice cold Sapporo or an ice cold Asahi.
1: Yeah. And that's it. Or sake, which they have many options for sake. Hot or cold. Hot or cold. I think the first time I was there, I actually had sake. And I think when I went there for my meal for one, a meal, it was definitely enough food to be a meal for two, for one. (laughs) But I think I got sake then too.
0: Why not? You're a fancy boy, Brian. You're like fancy things. I just
1: like to have an experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to say about Kishimoto? Just go. Give them their flowers.
0: Just go. Give them their ginger pickle, edamame, pollen yes. and flowers. Yes.
1: Pickle God, why ginger. didn't they give us those flowers? I would it would have been so great for the Instagram post. It really would
0: have. I guess we're going to have to go back and get more content.
1: No problem. Kishimoto ran too. Next episode? Mm-hmm. Mm, okay.
0: I think every episode. We're, this is now a Kishimoto podcast.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess we got to saddle up to their seasonal menu then. Absolutely. Because it's going to change again.
0: We have to.
1: The people demand it. The people are crying out. They're not crying out for McDonald's. Mm. They want our delicate sushi takes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, would you? Do you have anything that you would compare it to in terms of sushi? Or is it Kishimoto, like a clear number one for you?
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, clear number one.
1: Mm. That's interesting. Because again, like it's not on the Van mag lists. It's not an it's not regularly featured. They're sleeping on it.
0: Like I was I kinda wanna compare it to Goo in the way that Goo had. oh no, they have cocktails, don't they?
1: At Goo? Yeah. I believe so.
0: Okay, never mind. No, I got nothing.
1: Okay, one second. I'm trying to bring up the golden plates again, but this time on my phone, because I'm pretty sure it worked on mobile.
0: Are you trying to find what their Japanese spots yes. are?
1: I just want to know. I want to know um, what the people say. The
0: Chevron station at Renfrew and Furnace
1: it's yes. the number one sushi restaurant. Okay, now their mobile site is also not working.
0: Oh, is it uh, the number one sushi restaurant Caribbean test?
1: Yes, it is. Hmm. How did you know that? I'm a savant. Yeah, well, okay. Well, I guess there's no, there's no looking into this.
0: We weren't going to do it anyway.
1: Oh, this is Golden Plates 20. What? Brian, give it up. I am giving it up. Sorry, guys. What a waste of uh, podcast airspace. (laughs) Anyway, Golden Plates, fix yourself. Fix your website, please.
0: Yeah, the test failed. We got to move on.
1: Great point. So Kishimoto, best sushi in town. Welcome to the Royale Court. Absolutely. I mean, you belong up there with the other luminaries like Annalena, McDonald's. (laughs) And so on. Et cetera. Yeah. But I feel like in terms of like us curating a list of restaurants that are important to us, McDonald's and Kishimoto sort of belong together.
0: Yeah. Like if I was to make an album of my all time favorite songs, Gimme More by Britney Spears would be on there.
1: <laughs> and it would, be, it would be justified.
0: Yeah, exactly. So like, like I have no qualms, obviously. It's my favorite restaurant. Of course, it's going in the royal court. Yeah. But, you know, I also listen to uh john coltrane you know i have culture so uh, i also welcome kishimoto into uh the royal court you got taste yeah
1: you got taste and you're not afraid to use it absolutely you're not, not afraid to weaponize it Mm-mm. and use it to make a podcast <laughs> and victimize everyone who listens to it
0: yeah take that everyone yeah
1: we're gonna have an adversarial relationship with you all now <laughs> we don't like you Et etc and we can't even pretend. No. Sorry folks, we didn't mean to get off on a bad foot here or end things on a bad note. But let's wrap it up and say if you have Kishimoto thoughts or if you have I don't know, surprising picks for your favorite sushi in town, we would absolutely love to hear it. Please. Because I'm always looking for new sushi restaurants to try. Sushi is my favorite food. I know I have a burger tattoo, but Wow, sushi, sushi wins, hey? Sushi, I think overall. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I know Do- I know what overall means. <laughs>
1: Right, right. <laughs> I don't need to overexplain myself, do I? <laughs> Words have meaning, and you know what they are.
0: <laughs> Sometimes, not all the time, I, mm. I must admit. I didn't know all that cable talk. I was uh, zoned all the way out. Didn't know anything. Yeah, I saw
1: it was (laughs) like I could hear the Homer Simpson sound effect of the brain leaving, (laughs) slamming the door, (laughs)
0: door closed, going down the stairs. (laughs) Uh,
1: Anyway, get at us on social. We're on Instagram all the time. Battle Royale with cheese. Slide into our DMs and let us know where you like to get sushi, because we would love to chat sushi with you guys. And if you work in the restaurant industry, I would be even more curious to know, like, where do you think? Oh, yeah, please, please let us know. Like if you have like, no, here's the secret. Great spot. Want to know? Want to go? Obviously, places like Masayoshi are on the list. They got a Michelin star, but they're also, I think, like two hundred dollars ahead for an omakase meal there. So it is definitely like going there would be an event. Mm -hmm. And I think we would need to make sure that we have our tax write-offs in place (laughs) before justifying it for the show. (laughs) But anyway, I'm just very curious to know what other people think. Me too. Great. Anything else you want to chat about before we wrap up? No,
0: just a big old sayonara.
1: Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Who speaks the language? Uh, I was also, I think another way to say Sia is matine. Hmm. I think I remember Not that.
0: familiar. Hmm. I also know that uh, if you say gososama, it means um, thank you very much. I am full. Oh, that's nice. It's like a polite way to like, if someone is like, hey, are you finished? Or how was it? Mm
1: -hmm. Kososama. I like that. I like your pronunciation too. I think you really nailed it.
0: I doubt I did, but Mm. you know, I did my best.
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) subimasen. Okay. Uh, Our broken, uh, butchered Japanese aside. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. We love that you did that. Again, follow us on social at Battle Royal with Cheese on Instagram, at Battle underscore Cheese on Twitter. And we're on TikTok, Battle Royal with Cheese Posts forthcoming we don't have a sign off. We still don't have a sign off and we didn't take any listener feedback on this. We just decided we were going to do Kishimoto. So you got to deal with it. (laughs) Let us know your thoughts after the fact. And if you get the golden plate site working, please let us us know know what you think about that too. Please. Please. Please
0: let us know where the best Caribbean food is as voted by the readers. Where is test?
1: (laughs) Okay, friends. Thanks very much for listening. We will see you next time. Yes. Yes. Testing. Testing. Testing.
0: Testing three, four, wet ring on Ikea furniture.
1: That's the title of your new book of poetry. My second
0: one.